Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. You know, one of the things I do like talking about is all things investment. And, of course, this is a business show. That should be no surprise. I, I in particular, like talking about what's going on on the commodities front uh, because there's so much happening, uh, basically, uh, largely, I, I think you could say, because of the major transitions that are going on in the economy, uh, particularly in how we uh, uh, drive vehicles, or rather what vehicles we drive. And, and a person we've had on before that – I always enjoy having on. He's back again. Nolan Peterson. Uh, we're going to talk about investing in copper mining companies. His company is called World Copper. He is the president and CEO. Nolan, welcome back to the show. A little bit uh, about uh, World Copper. Kind of give us the uh, panoramic overview, if you will. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Kevin, for having me back. It's always great being here as well. Uh, yeah, so World Copper is a Vancouver-based, uh, so Canadian-based junior mining exploration company. A uh, very common story in the industry. We're looking for copper mines potentially uh, to develop or developable ones that we can develop ones that we can build ourselves or partner with larger players on. We have a major project in Chile called Escalonis. Uh, Escal- uh, Chile is the largest copper-producing country in the world. And then we have a project in our own backyard in the United States, in Arizona, in a great jurisdiction for mining called the Zonia Project. Uh, so that's pretty much world copper in a nutshell. Yeah, and, and copper is uh, getting uh, more and more interesting all the time, um, you know, especially with the electric vehicle fronts. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so copper is a metal that's been with us for, you know, entire history of humanity since we started working with metals. Uh, very important metal in the global economy today, used for anything related to electricity. So you're seeing a lot of demand growing for uh, electri- stemming from electrification, decarbonization as we move to renewables, which use a lot of copper. And then, as you mentioned, electric vehicles. I think I've said this stat before on your show that the average electric vehicle uses four times as much copper in it as an internal combustion engine vehicle. And when I tell some people that, uh, you know, th- their minds realize that just how important copper is, that uh, it's, ju- it's just going to be very critical uh, as we start to transition the global economy, certainly the ones in the West that we are uh, living in daily. Yes. And what's interesting about uh, about uh, copper, you know, in, in particular, is, uh, you know, that is a phenomenal statistic. You can almost see people's heads blow up when they hear that uh, because of the fact that, uh, you know, they all, we all, you know, are now learning how much more copper uh, is required for an electric vehicle. But we already knew that everyone, every major car uh, builder, is moving at a breakneck pace towards electric vehicles, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and really uh, not only is that market-driven, but government-mandate-driven. It, it's going to be harder and harder to have glass vehicles, new, uh, gas vehicles, and you've got uh, certain uh, companies that have been leaders in the gas vehicle uh, front uh, saying they're not going to be in it any longer. It's just a question of when, not if. And sometimes it's, it's even not much of a question of if. They're talking specific dates. And so it's mm-hmm. really an incredible trend. Rarely, rarely do investors have such an obvious um, window, if you will, of uh, where their money should be going. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, I, I talk with investors daily. 
there's a lot of uncertainty in the market right now, and I, I'm, I don't need to belabor the point. Everybody's aware of it. It's caused some slowdowns in demand for you know all sorts of commodities and industries. And even with all of that and the strength in the U.S. dollar right now globally, which is what copper trades in, so when dollar is strong, copper is down, copper is still trading at about $3.50 per pound on any given day, which today is, compared to the last two years, is actually a very low price. But two or three years ago would have actually been kind of the long-term ceiling that we'd never been above for a long period of time. So my point is, with all the weakness that we're seeing right now, you know, copper is kind of at the bottom, and it's only going to get tighter and harder to find in the future. So the demand side can slow, but what I, what I point out to people is, even if demand slows or stays flat or even drops a little bit, supply is projected to drop significantly. That's even with demand going up. And another couple of years of chronic underinvestment, uh, that if, if, the, if this type of recessionary, inflationary fears uh, persist, uh, will only exacerbate that problem in two or three years when the, the chickens come home to roost, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, again, uh, Warren Buffett would call this like a, a nice sell, if you would, for, uh, you know, for copper stock. Uh, this is a mm-hmm. nice sell for uh, getting into uh, this commodity. Uh, not a time to push back because the price isn't where you want it. The price is exactly where you want it if you're buying. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, you buy low, sell high, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so weird how everyone gets that uh, in any other kind of product that they're buying or, or service that they're buying. They're, you know, they're not sitting there reading, uh, you know, looking online for uh, whose prices are going up. Oh, this would be a good time to buy a car. Look, it's it's 10% higher than it was a month ago. Uh, no, that's not yeah. what people do. <laughs> that's not how, how we work in any other area except in investing. It's bizarre. People, it, people do it, the, the exact opposite of, uh, you know, buy high and sell low uh, and they wonder why they're uh, you know they they hate investing so this is a great opportunity so kind of give us a sense yeah. of what's happening dynamic uh, wise that that you're keeping uh, uh, an eye on uh, currently yeah so you know we're always looking at demand out of China for copper uh, one of the largest produ- our users of copper uh, actually a large producer but a very large consumer of copper so we have to see how their economy is looking at any given moment as I mentioned the strength in the US dollar uh, affects the copper price because it trades relative to that so um, you know as long as it doesn't get out too strong then copper can maintain a good price uh, and we're a Canadian based company Really for us, uh, we are just managing the trends of how people are seeing the economy, how much liquidity people have to invest, how willing they are to invest. You know, I know there's a lot of money out there still. Uh, people are sitting on it, uh, you know, and waiting to see just where things settle. Again, we talk to investors and, you know, groups that have cash ready to deploy, but they're just waiting to see if they can get a better deal tomorrow or if this is, you know, kind of a stable entry point, as you just mentioned. So these are the kinds of things we're always looking at. Uh, You know, as a junior company, we don't have uh, mines that are operating. It's a little bit of a different business. We're kind of like waiting for the right moment to strike and move very quickly while, uh, you know, supportive tailwinds are pushing us along. And then when those go away, we got to wait for that to happen again. 
Yeah, and by the way, one of the things that I'm uh, um, particularly like about your position is that you are, um, you know, located in Chile, and uh, you know, things like property rights is a huge issue. I'm, I'm always shocked when I see companies that uh, are selling shares in their company when they're located in countries that are so volatile. You know, yeah, you have rights today, but what are they like tomorrow? And of course. Uh, Chile has among the best property rights, among the most sophisticated laws around property of any country in the world. Yeah, that definitely. You know, Chile is in South America, and South America has a certain image in you know North American minds. Uh, some of it right, some of it wrong, of course. But really, Chile is at the at the top of stability in South America, Latin America. Uh, very bureaucratic in a good way, which means that you know they have strong governmental systems, uh, not a lot of corruption uh, relative to the countries that are around them. Uh, so it's a great place to invest, and you know copper mining is a huge portion of their economy. Uh, the largest copper co company in the world, Cadelco, is a state-owned Chilean company, and even with that company in place, there's many other copper mines in the country. Uh, I think six or eight of the ten largest copper companies in the world operate in Chile. So we're uh, and, you know, investing billions of dollars yearly there. So we're very happy to be in Chile. It's a great place to do business, um, and it's a tier one mining jurisdiction. Yeah, I think it's, amazing. I think it's phenomenal. It really does have all the elements that uh, people would want, I think, in an, you know, in an investment. Uh, mm -hmm. Supply, demand, uh, future growth, that we, the writing is so clear on the wall, uh, located in a country that is uh, really a good place, a very good place for doing this kind of business. Anything that's property rights required, a rule of law required, Chile is phenomenal for that. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I do want to mention, so I'm hyped up on this particular topic and on this particular commodity. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it. Uh, every time I've had a, uh, anyone on from uh, the uh, company, I have spoken passionately about it. Uh, but I, I just want everyone to know that whatever investing you're, you're doing, make sure you talk to others, talk to specialists, you know, weigh what's going on. I, I, I like to be careful not only because, you know, there's a, a liability issue on any uh, radio or TV personality when it comes to this, but that's just common sense. Don't just hear someone on the radio and then run off and do it. Make sure you talk to professionals about this and any money-related things. I always encourage people to talk to, you know, to do that. Um, Kind of give us, as we begin to wrap it up, kind of, kind of give us your thoughts. What, what are some uh, takeaways for the listener? Yeah, so, you know, tying in with what you just said about t talking to investment advisors and, or people who, or maybe they're not formal advisors, but people who have a perspective that can add to yours, always advisable. One of the things that I always recommend people to do is to take a long-term horizon or at least partition their investments into different buckets, right? So if you do like the short-term excitement and you, you want to invest and hope something hits in three to six months, definitely keep those in your portfolio, but also keep a, a long-term value perspective and understand that some stocks you invest in uh, can take six, uh, six or more months, 12 months, two years or more to reap the rewards. And when you do invest, uh, keep that in mind. What, what got you into the company uh, at the time you did or, or investment? 
and then only get upset if, if that has changed, right? Only re reassess constantly, but look for changes to what the thesis that originally put it in there. Uh, don't look so much at performance because that is oftentimes unrelated to anything that, uh, you act that actually got you into the story, uh, so to speak. So that's one thing I would say, and you know, when it, tying it back to World Copper, because that's what I want to do, you know, we have two uh, great assets. Uh, it's a down, down cycle in the market. We aren't, a very, we aren't comparatively a speculative play, and by that I mean we have established resources uh, that follow geologic principles, uh, whereas other companies in our same you know, micro-cap, uh, market-cap range are still looking for something. So if I'm investing, I want to look for something that actually exists, fundamentally has value, and in, again, a year or more, we'll uh, get back to the levels where it needs to be a lot before, a lot earlier than the speculative, more speculative plays. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, the website is worldcopperltd.com, worldcopperltd.com. What are you expecting for 2022 as we wrap it up? 23. Uh, 23. <laughs> yeah. For a while there, I was uh, saying 2021, I, so I'm making progress. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 2023, what are you expecting? What are you looking at? I'm, o I'm always optimistic and positive. I think that things are going to get a lot better very quickly. Um, you know, it's hard to see the, the forest for the trees, but if you look at typical cycles of, you know, the economy, uh, you know, we're basically, you know, a third to halfway through uh, the worst of it, I would think, um, and I think things are going to start to picking up uh, in you know first quarter, end of first quarter, second quarter next year, and then we'll be back on track. So uh, just be ready for that, and uh, you know uh, globally, of course, uh, there's still a lot of uncertainty, but you know that that's what I'm I'm hopeful for and optimistic about. Nolan Peterson has been our guest. Always uh, having you on the program, worldcopperltd.com is the website. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. Save you for more after this.